Hey, what's up, guys? It's your favorite podcasters, Brian and Kellen from Cool Guys Read. Today, we will be discussing pages 59 through 94 from the novel Lord of the Flies by William Golding. In this podcast, we will be talking about archetypes, characters, symbols, themes, and other stuff we noticed. So, Brian, jumping straight to the point... Referencing our last video, do you still agree with your claim? The overall theme of Lord of the Flies is that total freedom without fairness leads to savagery. Uh, yeah, I still agree with my uh, theme from the last episode, Kellen. And I believe that it's applicable in these pages. And this quote said by Ralph and Piggy. Oh, shut up. I got the conch, said Piggy in a hurt voice. I got her right to speak. Helps prove it. How so, Brian? How so, Brian? What lesson is the author trying to teach us through this quote? Well, Kellen, I think that Mr. Golding is trying to teach us the delicate balance that a society of any size has to keep in check, or otherwise it'll turn into an anarchy. And this quote shows how the balance of a fair society is being disturbed due to the way all the boys on the island constantly bully and silence Piggy. The boys lose their sense of camaraderie with each other that is needed for their survival. It also does not help how their leader, Ralph, is contributing to their uncalled-for behavior. Well, what's your opinion on my theme, Kellen? Have the newer pages made you think of a different theme? Yes, Brian. I agree with your theme about complete freedom gives you savagery. But a new minor theme that I see appearing is spirituality and religion. In chapter 5, page 81, Piggy says, Look at us. How many are we? And yet we can't keep a fire going to make smoke. Don't you understand? Can't Can't you see we ought to? Ought to die before we let the fire out? This quote shows that some of the boys are religious and believe that there's a higher being drawing the path through their lives. Switching topics, Brian, what are a couple of symbols you see in the book? A symbol I noticed while reading is quite the obvious one. I should have noticed a lot sooner. The symbol is the island in its entirety and that what it represents its untouched beauty, and to me it almost has an almost innocent-like aura around it due to the way the author describes the island. The droppings were warm. They lay piled among the earth. They were olive green, and they steamed a little. Page 67 through 68, Golding. Kellen, what do you think of this quote? Well, Brian, this quote looks to me like Golding is describing the island as a soothing place because of the vocabulary used. Golding makes me think of a calming, tranquil place. I know that Golding is talking about pig feasts. The tone I pick up makes me think of the island in that way. But when Golding brought up the droppings, aka pig feces, I thought of the island becoming sullied. The deeper meaning of this quote 
is that the island isn't the place we think it is, how it is going to turn out into a dark place. But the tranquility of the island will always be there. Moving on, what character developments have you taken notice so far? That's a nice response, and I agree. Some character development I've noticed of so far is how Ralph seems to be acting like less of a leader because the chances of the boys uh, being rescued are seemingly becoming more bleak and he's bullying Piggy. They're hopeless. The older ones aren't much better. Do you see? All day I've been working with Simon. No one else. They're off bathing or eating or playing. Dot, dot, dot. Simon poked his head out carefully. You're chief. You tell him off. Ralph lay flat, looked up at the palm trees in the sky. Meetings? Don't we love meetings? Every day, twice a day, we talk. He got on one elbow. I bet if I blew the conch, this minute they'd come running. Then we'd be, you know, very solemn. And someone would say, we ought to build a jet, or submarine, or a TV set. When the meeting was over, they'd work for five minutes, then wander off or go hunting. Page 70, Golding. Kellen, what does this quote mean to you? Well, Brian, I disagree with your interpretation of this quote and Ross Grove. I feel as if Ralph is becoming a better leader through this quote because um, he recognizes the group's lack of work. He knows the boys aren't serious about wanting to be saved or surviving. Although he recognizes that we have to realize that Ralph is still a kid um, at the end of the day. As a kid, this is a huge responsibility. Having to be chief over a mini-society in a place where there is virtually no consequences or set-in-stone rules. Due to this, Ralph's ability of leading the boys is better than you give him credit for. However, I do agree that the boys' chances are getting slimmer due to their lack of work and how they seem to think that they'll be saved no matter what. Hmm. I never thought of it like that, Kellen. Good job. Have you noticed any archetypes while reading? Well, Brian, I don't feel as if I've seen a true villain in the novel yet, besides Beastie. Beastie has neither shown himself to be true, nor has he proved any real opposition to Ralph and the boys yet. But if I were to guess the villain in the novel, it'd be Beastie, because it's a thing the boys fear the most on the island. Wild beasts, I'd have to say, uh, I'd have a very small chance of reforming. So by this logic, I'd say Beastie is the villain archetype. And then another thing, we need shelters because of you. You've noticed, haven't you? Jack put down his spirit and squatted. Noticed what? Well, they're, they're frightened. There's nothing in it, of course, just a feeling. But you can feel as if you're not hunting, but being hunted. As if something's behind you all the time in the jungle. Golding, pages 72 to 73. 
What does the language in this quote make you think of, Brian? Well, this quote makes me think of Beastie being more than just a psychological being that exists because the boys have fear. I don't think he exists. Although no one has seen the beast or confirmed its existence, I have a very hard time believing in the beast's actual existence. To answer your question, Kellen, the language used in the quote makes me think of the boys being paranoid because of the fear they have over the unknown. They don't know what Beastie is capable of, so they assume the worst and think that Beastie is hunting them. Moving on, has your prediction changed in any way whatsoever so far? While the, while the explanation makes sense, I think that the Beastie is real, but they blew the Beastie's actual abilities out of proportion. That's why they don't understand the Beastie, so they fear it. They don't fear the Beastie, but the idea of the Beastie. My predictions for the rest of the book are still on track for a mass conflict ending in a huge fight. Anyways, Brian, what are your predictions? My prediction is that there, um, that someone in the book is going to die, and I think it's going to be Ralph. But as we read, my prediction is looking better and developing well. But the idea of Piggy dying does seem less far-fetched now. He is a staple member of the group that is the voice of reason that has dealt with his problems by trying to be civil and using the conch to voice out his concerns to the group, although he does get ignored most of the time. It's due to this that I think Ralph uh, Piggy will die because once the voice of reason is gone, the balance that is needed for a society to function is broken. On to the next topic. What have you noticed about Golding's writing? That makes sense about Piggy dying, and that would be a tragic ending. Something I've noticed about Golding's writing is that there are a lot of symbols that reoccur and later become motifs. Another thing that uh, I noticed is that he's a very descriptive writer, but intentionally leaves out some parts to keep you on your toes. Well, Kellen, I think that's more than enough for today. <sighs> See you guys later on Cool Guys Read.